Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. It is 7 a.m. We've stayed up all night <laughs> to, to not sleep. Uh, I actually have a funny story about that. You have your two favorite hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey. And it is a beautiful day for a podcast. Or yes, is it, it is. nighttime? Who's to say? <laughs> Well, you know, okay, so I've I've been getting a lot of random memories in my in my uh, old age now. Remember as a kid, yeah, when you would uh, go to lock-ins like with like oh some God. sort of school trip, Don't even and it was just started. forcing children to stay up for twenty four hours straight. Yeah, but it was remember never, those? I don't know what age you were doing lock-ins, but I was definitely doing lock-ins at like an age when I wasn't doing anything. But it's looking back, I'm like, this is an inappropriate age to be shoving a bunch of boys and girls together in a YMCA and un- basically unsupervised. there's like three adults and like 50 teenagers. Yeah. And, and the adults at one point leave because they're like, if I lose my sleep schedule now, I'm not going to get it back till I'm in my seventies. <laughs> or they'll just go and- in a room and go to sleep, which is fine. That's what I would do. But like, there are definitely people not sleeping in dark right. rooms. Right. There's smushing, smushing duties. I was a good child. It's true. We both were. We still are good children. I um, am the best child. I also last thing because I know that we don't we don't uh, do the ramblings and we don't do the banterings. But did, did you you watched uh, Van Wilder, right? Like National Lampoon's Van Wilder, Ryan Reynolds, young young <sighs> Ryan Reynolds. I have this thing that I don't talk about a lot. But if a movie title starts with Van Wilder, then I don't like that movie, and people yell at me a lot about that. Um, it starts with feeling. National Lampoons. That's what I meant. If it starts okay. with National Lampoons, so like I hate all the vacation movies, and people yell okay. at me a lot about that. I also okay. don't much care for um, Van Wilder, so I don't well, bring it there's... up a lot because people scream at me about it. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Take, I, I, I just was scrolling through Facebook uh, earlier today, and it was the scene where uh, Ryan Reynolds and Tara Reid like conspire to give the guy. Yeah. Terror, right. Blast from the past. Um, and, uh, they, they give this guy like colon blast in a protein shake. And then he goes through like a, a a doctor test and then like literally shits his brain out in front of people into a trash can. And that like awoke something in me. I've watched that scene probably six times today just because I'm like, this is just so funny. And it's like a three minute clip. Nothing about that sounds funny to me. That's like, I don't understand that sense of you. Like that sounds, everything you just said sounds awful. Okay. You know what? You're, it's okay. It's all right. Different styles of humor. Anyways, this is a A great anatomy podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Tell us, let's, you, you start us off here, my friend. Okay. Well, before we start, um, we want to give a shout out to a listener who sent us the sweetest message on Instagram, um, Rosie. Uh, we're not going to read the message, but we just wanted to, to shout her out because she just took the time to send us a really nice, um, heartfelt message. And we just really appreciate it. It's so cool to hear from you guys and like hear that you're listening and how, how you enjoy the show. And it's just really cool knowing that we're like joining people in their day-to-day lives, whether it be on like your commute or while you're cleaning up or while you're trying to get work done or whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to us. We just appreciate that you're listening and we like the support and it's just really cool to hear from people. Um, so we just wanted to, to say hi, Rosie. Hope you're doing well. Yes. Um, yes, we and do. Then, and, and we're very excited to have you come along this journey with us. Yes, we're super excited. Um, also, in, 
this is I, I don't think this is a spoiler because you already know that Ellen Pompeo has signed on to season 19. But then today an article came out that she was going to be appearing in, quote, a limited capacity, which is fine. That's her business. I just don't understand. Like, just if you don't want to do the show, just don't do the show. I don't understand, like, signing on to do it again and then being like, but I'm not really going to do it. Well, I just don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to see, fact. obviously, when the show comes out in a few months, um, you know, what that actually means, limited capacity or whatever. I'm sure they'll write it in a way that that makes sense because at this point they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for 19 years, but I just don't really understand the choice. And I'm pretty sure she is one of, if not the highest paid woman on television right now. Um, I could be completely making that up, but I'm pretty positive that's correct. So I don't know, you know, you know, it's impressive that she's been on the show for that long. Obviously I still watch the show. I'm a big fan. Um, but I just saw that and I was like, well, then why even do the season 19? Like when the contract came up during season 18, just be like, you know what? I feel good about how we've done this. Like, let's just wrap it up here. Cause if they end on season 19, that's going to bother me. Cause I want it to end on season 20 because I like round numbers. <laughs> like if you end yeah. on season 19, that's just going to drive me insane. <laughs> well, maybe they're going to do a spinoff uh, of station 19 called season 19. And it's all <laughs> the firefighters who worked behind the scenes on Grey's Anatomy. Um, but uh, I actually did not know that. So did that news come out today did, that uh, Ellen Pompeo is doing another, another season here? No, you definitely knew that because you've talked about it in a different episode. Because Jessica said something to you and you said that you didn't think it was a spoiler because she's Meredith Grey and it's Grey's Anatomy. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, no, that this, the signing on for season 19 was was a, a bit ago. But this news today was just that she'll be in a limited capacity. But again, I don't know what that means. That could just mean not the centerpiece of every episode. I don't know. It well, could mean what it, literally what it could she's be. not even in every episode. I don't know. What what it could also be too is um, maybe they said, "Hey, we're doing another season. We're giving you this amount of money, but it's regardless of how many episodes you're in." And she's like, "Okay, well, then give me half <laughs> the episode. I'll do one episode. <laughs> yeah, limited <laughs> capacity, but it's like gonna be one great episode. Uh, you know, choose me, pick me, love me, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. One episode, she's gonna throw. It's gonna be throwback." Uh, all the characters that died are going to come back. Denny's Duquette and his dad are both going to be there. It's going to be great. Um, uh, I got to tell you, no, never mind. You introduce this episode uh, because I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> on this episode. Okay. And I don't want to jump. Um, I don't want to jump too far. Real quick before we do that, I have to mention this TikTok video that Ryan um, sent. Hold on. Let me um, sent to me and Leah. It's there's a trend on TikTok where there's, um, I don't know if you know this song. It's called 10 things I hate about you. And it's like, 10, you're selfish, nine, you're jaded. And it goes through like 10 bad things about person. And there's a trend on TikTok where they like put each 10 um, adjectives with like a person from a show. And this girl did it um, with men from Grey's Anatomy. Now, Carmen, you're not allowed to watch it because there's a significant number of people that you haven't met yet. Um, But I wanted to mention it to people who have watched the show. Um, Her TikTok username is MommyJoe123. And it's like pinned to her top um, at her profile. And it's the, it's the uh, 10 things I hate about the men of Grey's Anatomy. And it's just very funny. I've watched it several times and I've laughed every time. <laughs> why don't, why don't you go ahead and just share that on the Instagram story? And I just will make sure to not watch that. 
I will do that. But don't yeah. watch it. I will. I mean, you, Let me know when it's down. Confused because <laughs> you right. just be like, I don't know these people. Right, but then I but then I'll have expectations, and when That's I see true. them, I'm gonna go, oh, they're gonna be a jerk. Uh, which, by the way, um, yeah, I, know. I wasn't expecting I di- uh, Mark to be a dick in this episode. What a dick! I, I was watching this, and I was like, fuck, I like forgot how bad he is at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, I spent the last two episodes with him, like raving about how obsessed with him I am, and then I was watching this, I was like, ah, shit. I forgot Do how we much also, you suck. Uh, and, and for anyone listening out there, uh, go follow us on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod. Uh, you just did a really great uh, survey poll of Derek versus Mark. What yeah. were the results? It was literally 50 50. I was very bad. I know. Because <laughs> so when bad. I voted, when I voted, it showed 50 yeah. 50. So I, I, you know. For a uh, while, it was 60-40 Mark, and I was like, okay, well, Mark's winning. This is closer than I would care for, but I'll accept it. And then at the end of it, it was 50-50, and I was like, well, now I'm just mad because y'all are dumb. I mean, you're not dumb, you guys. I appreciate your opinions. I just disagree so strongly. Well, here's the thing. You disagree with all of the people who voted for Derek, and I disagree yes. with all the people who voted for Mark. So you've yeah, got right. a, a special... Bl- ah, you know, I always forget that. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, you do. Uh, you I do forget, forget that Michael forgets it a lot, too. Fine. Oh yeah. Well, he's allowed to. He's married. To <laughs> like I forget okay. how how often Jessica is right and I'm wrong. Apparently, you know. So yes. Um, oh well. All right. Well, now that we've been here for ten minutes, we can talk about this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> uh, give us a like, subscribe, and five star review anywhere you listen to this podcast at Grey's Academy please, Pod. Tell at, your friends. Uh, tell your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do tell that. your kids. Um, okay, so this is episode 40 overall. Um, it's the fourth episode of the third season. It is called What I Am, which is a song and, that Carmen will tell us about now. And that's a song, yes. Uh, so this song is uh, is written by Edie Brickle and Kenny Withrow. Um, so the, the, the full band is... Edie Brickle and New Bohemians. This was a debut album shooting rubber bands at the stars released in 1988. And the song reeks of 1988. Uh, <laughs> it just, you know, you could just listen to those songs and tell it's from the eighties, yeah. but like not the good part of the eighties. Cause there was some great music in the eighties. Um, <laughs> if I only could <laughs> make a deal with God, uh, Vecna, where are you? Um, God. Anyways, guys, <laughs> we're doing great. Uh, you know, listening back to our first episode, we've gotten we've we've gone off the rail quite a bit. We're less professional than we used to be, but it's I think that trend. people they're they're evolving with us, you know. Um, but anyways, so the the song uh, it peaked on the U.S. Billboard uh, Top 100 at number seven, uh, which I I know the song. I'm familiar with the song. Um, it, it did actually rank as well uh, on VH1's list of the 100 greatest one hit wonders of the 80s um i always find those vh1 or those mtv rankings lists hilarious because it's always a ranking within a ranking so it's the greatest one hit wonders of just the 80s um and do you want to take a guess what number sorry go ahead i was gonna say do you want to take a number i guess what number they ranked on 100 greatest one hit wonders of the 80s seven no 23 michael jordan's number what were you gonna say um, I specifically remember watching one of the one hit wonder episodes and number one being the Macarena. Yes. It's always the Macarena. <laughs> yeah. It held the record for being the number one song like worldwide more than any other song ever that has existed. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so yeah, it, uh, 
It hit uh, U.S. Hot uh, Billboard Hot 100, topping out at seven. Um, it reached number one on Canada's top singles. In uh, Which, shout in, out to Canada. Hey guys, thanks yeah. for listening. We got a bunch of bunch of listens this week from Canada. So hello, if you're in Canada, we love you. Thank you. Yeah, actually, over fifty percent of our listens this week are coming from Canada. So if you're just finding us, uh, thank you. You're probably finding us on the trending. Uh, what was it? TV. Movie and TV reviews. Yeah. 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 So thank you, thank you for that. Um, so. Listening to the song, uh, What I Am, I, so I, I have to get back into the, the habit of uh, listening to it fully before watching the episode, because I'll listen to part of it, and then I'll listen to the, the second half of the song, typically after it's, after I watch the episode, but What I Am, um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bummer, because, you know, I just was starting to think that uh, Meredith was going to pull around with, with uh, Finn, and it turns out that she's a dumb idiot. So uh, she is what she turns is. Out. She, You know, I am what I am. And uh, that's it. That's all I got for the song part. Tell us some stats and let's get into this yeah. bees natch. So this episode was written by Alan Heinberg, uh, directed by Dan Lerner. It aired October 12th, 2006. Uh, 22.88 million views, which was basically the same as uh, last week's episode. Um, oh, for shit's sake, Netflix. Sorry, it closed out. Okay, um, so this is the Netflix synopsis for season three, episode four. Uh, Addison doubts her abilities. Christina pushes Burke's rehabilitation. An intern suffers a medical emergency. Bum, bum, bum. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Those are the main points other than the whole <laughs> Mark being there. <laughs> Kind of left that out, but right, right. Those are the main points I would say about what happened. Man catches on fire, you know, it's casual, casual fire face. Um, okay, man. I so. sorry, I yawned. I was gonna say that that shit caught me <laughs> caught me off guard. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Um, okay, so let's dive right on in. So we got our recap. We got Derek punching Mark. We've got Finn versus Derek. Denny and Izzy being together, being engaged, dying, being sad. Uh, George and Callie being terrible at being in a relationship. Uh, Burke's hand still not being fine, as per Carmen's <laughs> insistence. And uh, I think that was it. Those are the main points of the episode uh, recap. Yeah. I wrote threesome, Denny, George kicking out Callie, Burke's hand. That's all I wrote. Yes. I just needed to make notes to reference back to it. Um I didn't foresee how terrible George and Callie could possibly be in a relationship. They are trash. They're trash. Yeah. It's not great uh, to watch, but I do love Callie, which I think is what makes it harder to watch. I'm like, maybe if I hated her as much as I hate George, I'd be like, this is fine. You guys belong together. But because I like her, I really don't enjoy watching them together. Yeah, and I didn't see that end scene coming. I uh, nice. got to tell you. That's nice. I'm uh, into it. She's, she's going to fuck. You got to, you know? You think so? Is that your prediction? They're, they're I'm, I mean, fuck. I'm here for it. I, I would. <laughs> have you seen his face? I just Listen, I, it doesn't even have to do with faces. I just want everyone to, if they, if they desire uh, the intimacy, the, mutu- the, 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 the mutual... Um, consensual 
consensual, yes, the consensual intimacy of another. Uh, do it and do it a lot. Do it often. Do it two times, three times a day, four times in a minute if you must. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds not it. fun. <laughs> Uh, for anyone if it's four times in one minute that sounds terrible no it's it's all it's all it's a one-to-one ratio for everyone you have to always one-to-one unless it's a one-to-two it's but but it has to be one-to-two in the same session it's not uh you know one and then you get two later on it's it's always same session just be generous lovers with each other you're doing great (laughs) right now i love it Everything you're saying is perfect. Okay. So we're starting in the locker room. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the um, Meredith's voiceover because I was actually, I think this one's more relevant because she's actually talking about medicine and she's talking about the different type of uh, specialties that you can choose to go into, right? So there's general surgery, neurosurgery, cardiosurgery, um, ortho. All of the stuff, all of the things, pediatric, oncology, neonatal, whatever. There's everything. Um, And she kind of talks about how what people pick says a lot about who they are as a person in addition to who they are as a surgeon, which I find interesting. So. Yeah, I, I, I made a note there, and I feel like m- more so with doctors than a lot of professions, except for apparently salesmen, um, you know, they really wrap their entire life around who they are. They wrap their entire life around being a neurosurgeon, a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a general surgeon, uh, ner- whatever it is, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and more so doctors than... Uh, I can't think of another profession other other than maybe military, right? I think people in the military right, yeah. like typically find a lot of their self value through who they who they are, what branch they in their their rank, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and do not mistake that we are we uh, respect our veterans and those who serve. Freedom for freedom for all, you know, fist fist bump. But uh, it's just I'm trying to think of another profession that maybe thinks more of who they are through what their occupation is. I can't I can't think of many yeah, off the no. top of my head. I definitely think the doctor is a is a good example, which is kind of what this show is about in a lot of ways. Um, and this specific episode, um, again, I found there's written by uh, the man who wrote this episode, Alan Heinberg. Um, he wrote like a blog about writing this episode and this is the first episode he's written. And he specifically starts by saying that the fans of Grey's Anatomy terrify him in, in like a good way, because at this point, again, you know, you're averaging 22, 23, 24 million views an episode. It's a very big fan base with probably very vocal opinions. This is a time when, you know, blogging is happening. So like people are more on the internet. They're responding a lot to, um, episodes and there's chat i guess chat rooms and boards you can kind of kind of like an early reddit if you will right that's like specific to things so he's kind of talking about the passion behind the the fandom of Grey's anatomy and how it was uh scary but he wanted to do this episode and uh he wanted to do the show justice and he was talking about what he wanted to do in this episode was show that all of all of these characters are in a place of in between of figuring out who they are, which is where we get the title, obviously what I am. Um, and I, I just found it interesting. I can link it again in our Instagram stories. 
Um, it's called Gray Matter. Is the well the the blog is called Gray Matter. The, the writers of Gray's Anatomy, and this one is just called What I Am because that's what the episode is. But um, it's an it's interesting. It's an interesting insight into uh, the writer's room specifically for this episode and just, you know, what he was thinking, uh, where he was coming from as he approached the, uh, the episode. Yeah, it is. It is daunting. You know, you're, you're still, you got to think you're, you're still coming off of where Izzy fits into this story. Um, You're, you're trying to re almost in my opinion, I think, in this this period of time, they're trying to rewrite Meredith, right? Is she mm-hmm. the person who's going to, will she, won't she do the Derek thing? Uh, mm-hmm. Is she going to choose what's good for her with with Finn? And it looks like she will. And then it's she she takes it back and she chooses the, the, the bad choice. And then we see this, uh, this interesting moment with her and, and Addison of like, mm-hmm. you know, the people who are fans of Addison don't need to hate Meredith because Addison doesn't hate Meredith. Right. Yeah. So it's, I, I actually, I, I really like the episode and, and what Alan did um, it, from, from those standpoints before we jump into the actual, like the, the sequential piece of it. Did, did you actually mention how many viewers this episode had? I, I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, or if it I was 22.8, which was the same as last week. So we're sitting okay. about the okay. same right now. Got it. Um, um yeah, go but ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it was he actually says similarly about Izzy. He says for him the question of identity is most pressing for Izzy in this episode. Um and what I found interesting that I had not thought um was he says specifically she's not Denny's fiance, but she's not his widow either, which is like there's not Wow. Yeah. Isn't that, yeah, right? It's just kind of like I oh, didn't think about that either until just right now. In between, right? And it's like it hits and you're like, "Oh shit." Um, so yeah, it's just a whole, obviously this episode gives us a lot of insight into that situation. Um, and you know, he says she's not a doctor anymore. Obviously that's the plot. Um, but yeah, I think this episode does a great job at defining a lot of characters in, in different ways that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. Uh, even Derek himself. Uh, I'm very, I'm very confused and what's going to happen next. I don't know. But even Mark, I wasn't expecting him to be a, a double, what was it? Double, double dry, bone dry cappuccino or some shit. Like, dude, get out. Shut up. Don't be a a douche turd. And then he was mean to Bailey. It's like, dude, (laughs) unforgivable. Okay. Oh gosh. Anyways, so we get this uh, Meredith being sick thing. Do you want to start there? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll. Yeah. Meredith is having tummy troubles in the locker room. Um, we go see Burke sewing up the chickens, sewing up all the chickens. Christina's kind of trying to be supportive, but kind of over it. Um, she's like, you're fine. Your she's for fine. sure over it. He she's definitely over it, but, but she's being nice early in the episode. She's being nice, right? She's well, not yes, having an attitude. Yes. Um, but we also, the implication is that cause she's like, Oh, you're going to get cleared. Everything's fine. So the implication is that he has not told her that he's still having these trimmers cause he's like hiding it under the counter. And she's like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, nothing, everything's fine. And then they show his hand trimmering. So the implication is that she doesn't, know that this is happening. So it's not necessarily her fault for not being quote unquote 
patient enough or supportive enough or whatever you want to say, because he's not being fully honest with her. And we'll get into it later on, but it's kind of annoying to me. This is one of the first times that I get frustrated with Burke because he is like basically blaming her for the fact that he is kept the secret from her. Yeah. It's, they're both at fault for the lack, the lack of communication both ways. Yeah. Um, she's not asking enough and he's not telling enough. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, okay. So then Alex is <laughs> harassing George in the locker room. Cause he's like, Oh, you threw Torres out on our ass. And he's like, who told you that? And he's like, she did. You're stupid. And then he's like, it's fine. She's too hot for you, which is not incorrect in my opinion. Right. Right. It is what it is. Relationships also, aren't all about looks, guys. It's true. Not all. But she is out of, of his league. Looks. Yeah. Uh, I do want to just real quick. So the scene where just right, right previous to this, I, I almost skipped over this note where, where Burke was like, Christina. And then she's like, yeah, what's yeah. up, babe? Hi. And he's like, nothing. And then he looks down at his hand. It's at that yeah. moment that I thought possibly his hand isn't fine. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> it's, it's, I said, it's starting to enter your mind as a possibility. Yeah, I said, I think I wrote, here it is. Oh, shit. Maybe his hand isn't fine. Question mark. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so then George t- chases down Callie in the hallway. And he's like, I should have told you you were right. And she's like rolling her eyes at him and then he goes i miss you and she has like a little smile and i wrote no don't give in yeah she completely folds all he had to do is say i miss you and she's like a pushover stand your ground callie i don't understand why she acts like this is like the first relationship she's been in maybe it is but that that's very unbelievable to me that this would be the first relationship she would be in uh, maybe you don't know people but people are late bloomers you know it's it's true i don't know um uh meredith says she thinks dating finn and Derek is giving her an ulcer and that's where was, tummy problems are i was like yo meredith are you pregnant <laughs> and then that is the I'm misdirect glad, yes that's the misdirect for sure i did find the uh the promo for this episode and um, now that you've watched it, I you can watch the promo. But it's not really, it's shockingly not very spoilery, but they do say the whole, the Christina thing of going, oh my God, are you pregnant? And they kind of make it look <laughs> like she might be pregnant. <laughs> and then um, everyone turns. Uh, <sighs> shifty eyes. Um, so, they, so they go to discharge the first patient, which is Mr. Sullivan. Very, you know, smooth talker, very much in the car salesman uh, stereotype, right? Uh, So they're talking to him. Bailey's like, you had a heart attack. You have to be a healthy person. Stop eating bacon. Stop drinking. Stop smoking cigarettes. And then I'll let you go home, blah, 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 all this stuff. And sends the wife to go do the discharge papers. And then they leave. And uh, good times. (laughs) We think, oh, cool. Okay, I'll see you. Never. You're leaving. Great. (laughs) Uh, Addison and Alex meet their patient who's the laboring mom. She's having some problems, very against a C-section. I have a lot of feelings about this storyline, yes, which we me will get too. into. I did not <laughs> care for a lot of things about it, um, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I felt that you would also feel strongly probably yeah. in the same way about, about this as I did. Probably honestly stronger than I feel about it. Um, so then Meredith's still feeling bad. 
Addison walks by Derek. It's kind of awkward. Then everyone sees through the glass, through the hallway, the chief with Mark. Mark is in a white coat, Seattle Grace coat, uh, is shaking, shaking hands. He's being introduced by the chief and everyone's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Mark is here to stay. Um, Now, I did tell you that Mark was now a regular in the show. So did yes, you see yes. him being employed as a doctor at the hospital? <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, that there's, there's, it's the, it's the cop out answer. It's yeah. the cop out way for them to, it's how, how do we get Addison on the show? Well, let's employ her at the hospital because yeah. apparently she's one of the best and the chief's going to just make it happen. Oh, how do we get Mark on the show? Well, Oh, he's one of the best. He's going to bring in so much money for the department, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, it, it's a cop out. It's fine, but whatever. It's, it, it's the easy answer. It makes sense. Uh, I just thought it was funny when they all turn slowly and they're like, and he's like, oh my gosh. Uh, and they're like, what is going on? Um, So that happens simultaneously. And then Christina's like, oh my God, mixed teamy. Meredith throws up and then Mr. Sullivan catches his head on fire. Like all of that happens within like a 15 second span. And then we get the title card. So it's all like everything at once. Yeah, and and so here's the thing. I did not see this guy exploding coming. I didn't see right. that happening. Um, but when I also like weirdly thought that there was a continuity error when they turned the scene, and I thought that maybe there was no puke on the floor when they turned and they're like running towards the guy. I spent way too much time <laughs> just pausing and rewinding and trying to see if there was puke on the floor. Uh, there was. There was puke on the floor. Um <laughs> But also, you know, the whole the whole natural birth C-section thing, this is what? This is 2008 now? Six. 2009? 2006? When when do we get to a new year? We've been on 2006 for three seasons. No. We've started oh in 2005. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because it was right. the first half of 2005, second half of 2005, first half of 2006, and now we're in the second half of 2006. Okay. Okay. So... I have to remind myself that, like, even now, women shame other women for the whole C-section natural yeah, birth thing. Yeah, it's some fucking bullshit. Even back then, it must have been just, like, they must have shunned you. I mean, like, listening to even parents who are, like, like our parents, right? Like, our parents' generation. Yeah. They, like, don't even want to talk about it. They don't want to never about C-sections. It's so commonplace now because it's they're, they're, they're so much less dangerous. It's just, Yeah, they're very I don't know, safe. It's, crazy. it's very controlled. There's lots of reasons that people have them. Um, and there's no reason for anyone to be considered less than for having a C-section. Yeah. And yeah. it's fucking dumb. That people it's, think it's, that. Al- it's also crazy because, uh, minus the positioning of the baby, that's exactly how it went with, with Jessica and I, it was, yeah. we're starting to see like there was a D cell more could happen. We're in a good spot right now do we want to risk it or do we want to just get this baby out? And then it was like, okay, well let's just get this baby out Um, because we could control the situation. Right. You know? And I, I did enjoy the, the Alex and Addison kind of story arc with this, uh, this, this, this patient. But anyways, I digress. We're at the title card. And then what happens next, Kelsey? Tell Um, us please. This is, uh, Mark is helping Bailey assess Mr. Sullivan. Um, is this when he's a turd? No, that's later on. Okay. That's later. <laughs> um, so then we get fucking Derek shows up and he's like, oh, are you okay? Oh, and she's like, I'm fine. And he says, you're not fine. 
you don't look fine. You look beautiful, but you don't look fine. To which Christina responds, now I'm going to throw up, which is also how I responded because I still hate it so much. Yeah. I hate we it. all do. Whether we want to admit it or not, we all There's hate it. There's a lot it. of people that don't hate it. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people oh, that gosh. love it. I, I guess I, I've, I've been so sheltered. What I need you to do is as soon as Derek is no longer on the show, which if that's 19 seasons, I'm going to kill myself um, <laughs> because I just can't handle the back and forth that whole time because mm-hmm. I do not predict that they get married. I'm not predicting that. That is not a prediction I'm having. Um, but I need to know when he's no longer on the show officially so that I can go and read all of the Derek uh, Meredith bullshit online. It's what I need to do. <laughs> well. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. I got to just dive into the anals of Reddit, just like we did on, <laughs> on, on Dude Thoughts that one time. Oh, God. That was terrifying. Um, so Derek and Mark have a delightful moment of glaring at each other. Uh, Addison is talking to Mark and is like, I thought you were going to leave. And he's like, I sold my practice, which is an insane thing to do. Um. Derek is like chasing the chief down and being like, why would you do this to me? Christina, Meredith and George are watching all of these things happen. Meredith throws up again and Christina goes, holy crap, are you pregnant? And Addison says, perfect. An adulterous love child. And Derek says, yeah, it goes along with an adulterous sociopath. Which Savage. I don't love Derek. That is hilarious and correct. So there's a there's a lot of one liners that happen in this episode. There that I, just wrote. I wrote down a lot as well. Yeah, um, but not only uh, savage one liners, one liners that reminded me of Hamilton uh, because she had said something and then she's like, "I thought you went back to New York." To which I wrote, "After the back war, I went York. back to New York." Back to New yeah. <laughs> Don't know why I went. Um, back. Uh, yeah, yeah, we saw um, that. and. Yeah, we did. We did in uh, London, in uh, the King's uh, Descendants household. Um, And uh, what's her name? Uh, Harry and uh, um, the girl, Meghan Meghan Markle. We all, uh, we went together to see them. We 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 sat (laughs) next to them. If only that were true. (laughs) Yes. That's not who we sat next to, if you'll recall. Yeah, I sat next to someone who sung the whole time like a turd. I hated it. (laughs) Oh, my dad saw it recently. And he was sitting next to someone who sang it the whole time, but it was cute because it was like a six-year-old girl. And he was like, this is the most excited I've ever seen a child. And he was like, it was adorable because she was, they were like front row of the balcony and she didn't even sit. She was like at the rails of the balcony singing the whole time. And I was like, that's actually precious. Oh yeah. Yeah. I respect Um, that. What I don't respect is full grown people (laughs) singing next to me. Um, so then, oh, then Miss Sullivan wanders out and she's like, cool, can I take my husband home? And Bailey's like, oh, shit. She doesn't even know that her <laughs> husband set his head on fire. How did no that. one, how did she not hear the explosion? Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you even have that conversation? Ma'am, your husband's face is burnt to your a crisp. Husband set fire to an oxygen hose and now he is um, burnt. <laughs> yeah, because because you encouraged him to have one last cigarette. I don't one think she last did. time. Why do you think she encouraged him? I just assume that all the women on this show are bad influences, just like you. Oh, okay. I am a bad influence, but I'm not an enabler, <laughs> which is what you're that's, describing. That's fair. Actually, that's like the perfect way to describe you. Uh, <laughs> you're not am, an enabler. I will but you are a bad in- bullshit, but I am yeah. a bad influence. But you will also start some <laughs> I bullshit. I will also start the bullshit. Sometimes I will call out my own, but sometimes I will not, um, which is allowed because I'm human. Anyways, yes. so Christine is examining Meredith. 
uh, Bailey comes in and like, she's not pregnant. We don't know what's wrong, but you're not pregnant. And they're like, thank God. And she asks for morphine. Um, she also tells uh, Christina that she and Finn still haven't had sex. And Christina's like, can you just not be in that relationship anymore, please? <laughs> um, and then, oh, Addison and Alex have a back and forth. He's a turd. And she's like, monitor this mom. And he's like, rah, rah, rah. and so then she's like, you know what? Just fucking go away from me. Get off my service. I don't fucking care. Go kiss Mark Sloan's ass. Shut up. Uh, he needs to pick a lane, though, because what I've seen him do in this episode multiple times is he gets his way and then is disappointed that he gets his way because the people he gets his way from are dicks about it. Yeah, so like he, he gets his way and it doesn't go the way he thought it would. Yeah. And, and so not that I'm saying, yeah, that, and Addison was a dick, but he started it. Like he, he yeah. was a douchebag way before Everything she Addison was a dick. Everything Addison has done to him is way more deserved than the way 100%, he is A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But it's like, at, like he, he, he was a jerk to Addison. Then she says, you know what? Go ahead. And then he's like, oh, why is she kicking me out? Like, dude, you're a dick. Just go. Yeah. Yeah. Pick a lane. And he does it with um, Mark too. He's like, oh, I wanted to do this. Oh, blah, blah, blah coffee, blah. Yeah. Um, so Derek is examining Burke. Uh, Burke is trying to tell him, you know, <laughs> I have this hate problem. This fucking scene. This scene is and so Derek fucking is just stupid. Rambling on about Mark. Um, I do love the line. I'm not saying he's a bad doctor. I'm saying he's a bad person, <laughs> which is how I feel about Derek. So <laughs> I feel like it's fine. Um, yeah. So then at the end of it, Derek asks him like, Oh, is there something going on? And at that moment, Christina comes in she's like, no, everything's fine. Like he's fine. He's Burke, which I feel like he's, is really he's Preston Burke. Yeah. I think that her saying like he's Burke is really what makes him not say anything again. I don't think it's fair that he puts it on her that he's not like, you can literally just be like, yeah, I am Burke. And guess what? My hands fucked up. <laughs> I got shot. Like Christina, <laughs> I don't like how how like uh, Derek was very egotistical in the scene. Oh it was God, all about him. So annoying. Well, and, and also I what's like he's going to want to clear Burke for two reasons. One, he's his friend and he wants him to be able to to get back to surgery. Um and two, he did the surgery so he wants to be like cool, the surgery I did is perfect, everything's fine. So I'm like I understand like in the reality. Yeah. You do go back and see the same surgeon. However, you know, in the reality, it's not always like your best friend. So I feel like maybe this is why you aren't supposed to treat people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then they ask how Meredith is. And Christina goes, she's not pregnant with anyone's baby. And it's awkward. So then she just leaves, which I love. She just runs away. It's very funny. Um, and then we're, we go to Joe's and Izzy's there. She's wearing the Denny sweater. Still very sad. She still looks sad. She, she still is sad. Um, and she tells Joe that she's meeting someone. Let me just say the casting on this is impeccable. That man looks, I mean, could absolutely be Denny's dad. That was very good casting. It was very good. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't sure what to expect from that storyline. Yeah. Um, but I will say it, I knew something big had to be coming because Jess was in 
the the front room watching this with me and as soon as he because she like had just gotten home and I was I was a couple minutes in already and um she sees the dad uh, and he introduces himself as Denny Duquette and I was like oh shit he's a junior and Jessica's like oh yeah I remember this episode and I was like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> And you know why uh, yes. I shit my pants in this episode. Uh, but uh, at this point, I was like, okay, something big is going to go down. Um, but my my guess was they're going to fall in love, and I was wrong. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he starts being kind of a dick. Uh, he's like, you're not Denny's type. He likes smart girls who are brunette. Not that you're not smart, because you're a doctor, blah, 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 whatever. And then he's like, oh, Dr. Weber told me you have to tell me the story. So I want the whole story. And so. It was interesting in this in this scene, though, she doubled down on not being a doctor. Yeah, she yeah. She's like, no, I, I was a doctor. I'm not a doctor now. Um, so Mark is going to try and fix Mr. Sullivan's face, uh, sends Alex to get him the bone dry cappuccino or whatever the fuck. Um, Meredith is super high on morphine and it is fucking hilarious everything it's the best she's Stone been Meredith, this entire show absolutely truly incredible like absolute everything that she does when she is on morphine is my favorite thing everything <laughs> I, I just love it i would watch i would have watched this show way sooner if i knew that this was meredith because <laughs> that's meredith always oh yeah this is great she's hilarious all the way down, she's a great actress. All the way yeah, down to her good. face, her her mannerisms, she's mm-hmm. good in this episode. I hope yeah. she got an award nomination for this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I love when Bailey comes in and is like reading off the symptoms, and they they say appendicitis, and then she's like slightly delayed. She's like appendicitis, <laughs> just very funny. <laughs> Um, and they're like, okay, George is going to scrub in. And she's like, what? But remember last time when George scrubbed in on the appendectomy, he almost killed the guy. <laughs> so good times. Um, and Bailey just gets mad. And Meredith's like, you're so pretty. <laughs> um, hilarious. So then Callie decides to forgive George. And she's like, why don't you come eat dinner in my hotel room and we can fuck? And it's why? I don't know. It is what it is. Um, Mark, this is where I wrote, Mark is being rude to Bailey, which is, in all caps, absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely Um, unacceptable. This is, I'll take, I don't give a shit if Mark's rude to interns, especially Alex at this point, but you, you will not speak to Miranda Bailey in anything other than respectful, gentle tones. Yeah. At this point, all I wrote was McSteamy is a McDick. That's a good one. I like that. Thank you. Thank um, you. I'll be here all for the next 19 years. <laughs> all forever until we die. Uh, okay. So then Burke and t- is talking to Christina and is like, Shepard shouldn't have cleared me, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, Addison's patient is still having problems and is being super rude about these. Okay. This is where I had my main issue because this is where she says, I'm pretty sure this is where she says, I'm not going to be one of those weak ass women. My problem with this, if that's her thought process, if that if they need to put that line in the show for whatever reason, that's fine. My issue is that they don't have a moment where either Addison or Alex or someone, or even that woman, like backtracks and is like basically says like it doesn't make you weak, 
Right. Like you need the, like, I think there's, they think they've done that because you know, she ultimately has it. And like, she thanks Addison, whatever. I think they think they did that, but I'm like, no, you need to like go back and say the words. Like you're not weak. You're not a lesser mother, woman, whatever for having a C-section. And I hate it when anyone says that like a C-section makes you like you didn't go through birth because you still did. And also you still went through pregnancy, which is just terrible. Um, oh yeah. But I would know. Like specifically when it's a mom, mom shaming is absolute garbage. Like, and if you are a mom and you do it, I like, it blows my mind. Cause it's the worst thing to have someone say anything about like the way you parent your kid. Um, so to do it as a mom, like it just makes me really mad. And so I felt, I did feel like that was kind of a failing on the show to not, to, to not go back and, and be like, you're not weak. You're not less than you're not any better or worse for doing it this way. Um, yeah. so I was, I was a little disappointed by that, uh, truthfully just in that concept. Cause I think that they think they did correct it by having her like be thankful at the end. But I'm like, no, you need, it needs to be explicit. Well, you know, I, I, first off, I completely agree. Also, I don't know if you heard me make uh, the joke of me saying I would know about going through pregnancy. Um, (laughs) I didn't, I don't actually know. Jessica did it all for the record. Anyone listening out there? Um, I, I, here, here's my thoughts. I think they did what they thought was enough. Yeah. And maybe back in 2006, it was enough. Yeah. Only in the past, true, truly maybe 10 years has this, you didn't give birth because you had a C-section kind of like dis, uh, has slowly kind of started to be like, no, you're just a fucking bully. Yeah. Like, you're you're telling me that I didn't give birth to my child even though the child still came out of me and I went through that pregnancy and I did X, Y, and Z. Like, go fuck yourself, right? Yeah. I think that's something that's slowly, slowly coming into the mainstream of what people think. So in 2006, probably it was enough. And I'm sure that yeah. moms who gave C who had C sections back in 2006 were like, yes, validation. Thank you yeah. for giving us full circle. Like she was humbled by that. Yeah. But if this episode came out exactly like it was today, there would have had to be a scene where like part of maybe Addison's arc is her, she walked back. She's walking back in there and she goes, listen, here's the deal. You're wrong. We're doing the surgery. Right. And then it's, I don't know, but I'm not, a, I'm not a show writer for this particular show. I, I have many projects in the, <laughs> many, uh, many projects. Yeah, I, I can't disclose Hollywood. them. I'm in high yeah. demand. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I think in 2006 it was enough. To 2022, definitely not enough. Yeah, I just want like the moment to be explicit. Like I yeah. want it and as said without any question or what subtlety. Like it needs to just be stated outright. Like it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you not a mom, whatever. Yeah. Also, I'm like... I'm sorry if someone cuts you open and like removes all of your organs and pulls a baby out of you and then like puts it all back and sews it up and while you're awake and and then like two days later you just leave with the baby and you're like caring for the baby and you just had all of your organs on in bowls like that's the opposite of weak you're literally a badass I don't understand like the main reason that like I get concerned about 
like when I obviously was in labor, I didn't want to have a C-section, but it's because I've had surgery before, specifically abdominal surgery. And it mine what I had was super mild and my healing process was still like horrendous after that. And that was when I was like 19. So my fear, I just like knowing how my body is, is like my heal. my body's like bad at healing. Even if I like have a cold, it takes me like months to get over it. So I was just always worried about that. And like, obviously also having a toddler, which has still been difficult. Like I've still haven't really been able to pick her up at all since I gave birth. Um, so that was my thing is I was like, I just like am bad at healing. So if I yeah. have a C-section, I'm, it's going to be a problem because I bad at my body's bad at being a body. Um, but yeah. Michael and I were still very upfront, like with the doctors, like we will do what you recommend. Like if you tell me that something like I'm unsafe or the baby's unsafe, like we trust your judgment. Um, so obviously you had a situation as well where you trusted the doctor's judgment and also like Jessica had been in labor for a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and please know anyone who's listening. Uh, I feel like I've done a, a good job. Uh, and I feel like Kelsey also does a good job of keeping me in line too. like, I want to reiterate anytime I share an opinion on this, please know that it's coming from a very ignorant place because I, I'm a man. I can't imagine what it's and ignorant in not like a, a negative way, ignorant and truly yeah, like, I will, like I will I will never understand. It. Yeah. Right. You've experienced um, it as much as you can. So you're coming, right. you're speaking to it from your experience. Um, so again, it's not like you're speaking to it. Like you've never even seen a baby before. Uh, right. You have, you have experienced this to the extent at which you can experience it. So you're right. still speaking to it from living through through that as a partner uh, yeah. and support person and parent in that yeah. situation. It's true. And I will it's say true. the dad in this, you know, they don't give him much, but he does say, he's like, you know, maybe we should do the C-section, <laughs> you know, maybe we should do it. <laughs> I think we should and trust the like, doctors. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's it it, it, it the last, the last thing I will say on this is it's very interesting because we were in a very similar situation. Mm-hmm. We saw the D cells. Um, and basically the doctor was like, yeah, you know, again, I, th- I think I briefly said this, like th- you're good right now. And if you want to try to deliver this baby naturally, then fine. If not, we're going to, and I like that the doctor phrased it this way. He's like, you could either deliver this naturally or we could deliver it via C-section either way. Like you're delivering a baby. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And that's one of the things I, I really appreciated about our doctor, even though he was this really old kind of pompous white guy. Um, you know, when it came down to the time of like the C-section thing, he was very nice. It was very, yeah. you are not less than. And, yeah. um, you know, I think even in that moment, I remember Jessica and I talking and it's like we I had even said at one point, I said, Jessica, this choice is yours. Like, I'm going to I'm going to support whatever decision you make. What I want to make sure is if we choose to have a C-section that you don't feel invalidated as a woman anymore yeah. in, in, in any way, not anymore, uh, in any way. And I remember that conversation and it wasn't coming from a place for either of us when we were going through it. It was not that feeling of validation never was something that came from us. It was always yeah. this external thing. And that's, I think yeah. the worst part about what, um, being a woman in America is, is like, is, is there is judgment being a man, there's judgment. But I think specifically when it comes to motherhood, there's a lot of judgment that you don't really understand or see until you live it. And until yep. you're a partner to it. And until you, you, you go through that journey together as a family. So that's my rant is over, but I, I agree with you. If this aired in 2022, I think it would need to be more of a juxtaposition and an about face from away from that comment uh, yeah. to, 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 
not reverse shame, but definitely put the person in their place a little bit. Yeah. To truly be like, I now see this from a different perspective. Right. Right. Um, and I will say, I don't know the stats on, on C-sections. Like I would, I would guess that the majority of people who have C-sections don't necessarily expect that they'll have them. But I also know that people are told early on, like, Hey, you know, this is going to have to be a C-section for X, Y, and Z reason. So everyone has different experiences and birth experiences. I mean, I just had a wildly different one than my first one. So every literally they say, you know, every kid is different. They say every woman is different. I'm like, okay, at this point, every pregnancy is different too, because as similarly as the pregnancies went down, the birth, the birth situation was just so, so very different. Um, so anyways, this is just a whole, com- a whole rabbit hole we could go into. And, you know, I was actually thinking I might do a solo bonus episode where I just tell, tell my birth story. So if people want to hear it, they can decide to listen to it. And if they are thinking that sounds terrible, then they don't have to listen to it. <laughs> well, maybe but we uh, convince Jessica to come on for an episode oh, and you guys talk about good. your birth stories. Oh yeah, we should uh, do that. Yeah, you know, that we've never good. done uh, a, a a women only episode. So It's true. It's true. And we'll maybe you, you guys could just yeah, sh- shit talk me and just talk <laughs> about all the stuff. Do. Uh go in go loving, as far in into way. the Yes, in the most loving way. But maybe that's also the time where you guys can talk about what you've seen through I think she got through th- season 9 maybe and then I just don't listen yeah. to that episode and I just yeah. never know how Jessica does. <laughs> yeah, until you've watched it, and then you can go back and listen to it. Yeah, but I would need to edit the episode. So that, that is would be true. Tough. That might be tricky. Mm, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure we will. it out. We'll get it together. Anyways, back to the episode. Okay, so um, and then McSteamy was a dick. <laughs> Mick Dick. Uh, yeah, Bailey and Addison are talking about Mark. Um, and. Yo, this scene was funny. It's very good. I love the dynamic between Addison and Miranda. It's so good. And they're really starting to flesh it out. Um, We've seen it a few times up to now. And this is just another time when it's great. Uh, I forget what it is that Bailey says. And Addison says that is rude and unkind and completely true. Oh, I wrote that quote. She says, uh, Bailey is like, are you, you're, uh, she's, I'm not going to do what I do around Mark or whatever. And it's, she's like, what a woman who gets, uh, the hots for man candy and cheats on her husband. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that down. That was funny. Yeah, that's a good one. And then, um, I do love the end of it. You know, she's sassy. She's Bailey, but then she always, she always, you know, hits it, hits it home. She says, no man, not Derek, not Mark defines who you are. Ugh, I just love her. She's just so straightforward and down to earth. And she's right. She's right, Addison. They don't define you. Jessica was in that scene and I go, except for me, right, Jessica? (laughs) And she looks at me as if like I had seven heads and she, I think, strangled me in her her mind at that moment. Yeah, as she should. As she should. As we we often do multiple times a day. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, So then Derek is in there visiting Meredith and fucking Finn shows up. And it's just a great With time. With flowers. It's true. And then George comes in. <laughs> All my boys. He's a good kisser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. This, that, it, it was so at much. that moment that I was like, this version of Meredith. I could watch an entire... <laughs> I could watch just... Uh, an entire season of morphine Meredith and I yep. love alliteration. I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that. It's so true. Um, 
just and everything she says george is just like oh my god and she goes it wasn't a date so much as a disastrously uncomfortable sexual experience savage so fucking funny so good oh my god it's hilarious um so then we go christina is looking for burke and she finds him in the morgue practicing on a cadaver and she's like why are you doing this and he's super mad but he won't tell her why he's mad because again communication is just so good on this show everyone's doing a great job um and then uh 7 a.m sorry guys yep she wants to she's like how can i help like she's trying to be supportive right and he's she, she's done a really a good turd. job yeah at being a girlfriend she's like okay she's well how great. can i help you and he's like time me whatever um so she does uh izzy is trying to tell denny's dad what happened medically and he's like no i want to know how the fuck you conned my son into marrying you um, basically implying that she's a con artist, basically saying that there's no way he would have ever married her. Everything's it's just, he's being very accusatory. Um, and it's not very kind. Uh, and then Derek and Mark are arguing about the treatment of Mr. Sullivan. And the wife is like, can you just pretty please fix my husband? He's just, his face was on fire. And if you could just like fix that, I'd really appreciate it. He is a salesman. <laughs> he has a nice face. I'm going to say this exact line a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, she's upset. Um, you know, she. I would be too. If, if they <laughs> yeah. came in, if Jessica lit a cigarette and it <laughs> caught a whole hospital on fire. I would want them to fix her face. And I would say, she's got a good face. Fix it. She does and have a good face. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, it doesn't suck. You know, <laughs> no, it I'm doesn't. fond of it. I'm quite fond of it. Hey, 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 don't talk about my wife like that. What? I love your wife. She's my you wife don't get too. To, no. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very correct. <laughs> Can't wait um, to see you guys next month. I know you fucking better come down here. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> don't, don't you tease me. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, and then Derek and Mark have a moment and Mark's like, Oh, you think you're so much better than me, but like we're the fucking same. Like you didn't like, you still did something shitty. Jesus Christ. Sorry. A huge bug just flew at the window. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't a bird? I am sure that was very unsettling though. I, I hated that. Okay. Um, so that, okay. Oh, we're going to take a break for our favorite segment. Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Um, wait, let me guess. How many are there? Two. 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 Okay. Okay. Carmen, you can do this. You <laughs> can do this. It's going to be, the anti-C-section lady's husband. No. Okay. Um, Shawnee. No. Okay. I'm out of <laughs> guesses. Guess. That's it. It was the people you just named, their spouses. So ah, fuck. Anti-C-section lady and Mrs. Sullivan. Ah, oh, so, man. Okay. So Mrs. Sullivan played by Stephanie Pharisee. Uh, three episodes of How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, Tina Holmes, who plays Rebecca Bloom, was in one episode of Private Practice. 
Now, Denny's dad, as I mentioned, incredible casting, not in Shondaland, but I did want to have a moment for him because he did pass away this year in May at age 79. So his name is Fred Ward. um, And I just had seen that and I was like, we should, we should say rest in peace, Fred. You were well cast in Grey's Anatomy. It's true. Um, Okay. So we're going to get back into it. Um, Meredith Stone, Addison walks by and she yells for her. And Addison goes in and says, you bellowed Dr. Gray. Meredith (laughs) says, hi. And Addison goes, you certainly are. Yes. So good. (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. Um, And then they have a very nice, it's a nice moment, right? Uh, Yeah. I'd like to spend a couple of moments on this, on this scene. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think what this moment does a lot for Addison is shows us that she's very empathetic. And whilst she has had anger towards Dr. Gray, I don't think that she has blame towards her. And I think that is an important distinction. Yes. And um, I also wanted to say that Meredith says, how did you know Derek was the one to which I wrote down Meredith? He clearly wasn't the one they're getting divorced. Yeah, that's not (laughs) happening. So anyway, so what were your thoughts on it? So I wrote, I really liked their dialogue. First off, Mm -hmm. um, Because I, there's a lot of things going on, right? Like, so she's, she's trying to say that I don't think she truly 100% blames Derek. And I think that that's good. Um, because there was a point where Derek, I think, was 100% um, at fault for the things that happened in their relationship. And uh, Are you talking about Meredith and Derek or Addison and Derek? Both. Both. Uh, but it's it's just this... You see this regret and you, you don't always see the regret, um, of, of people who are in those kind of, um, the, the adulterous relationships, right? Most Mm -hmm. people who are in those relationships end up with the person they cheat with. And that's unfortunate because they feel the justification. You can tell since day one with Addison that she's like, listen, I'm, I'm here to do this, right? I I literally moved from New York to Seattle to do this. And uh, the the scene coming to an end of her saying, I don't hate you is is big. And it's it's this like, I don't think, I don't know, I don't know the words that I would use specifically to describe this, but it's it's a very empowering scene. Yeah. It's a little bit ruined because she's like, I know you're not going to remember this. So like fucking whatever. But like, yeah, she still says it. It still exists in the universe. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. It's your point. There's a lot of empathy. Um, but but it's it's probably to date. My favorite Addison scene this season. Yeah. Which isn't saying much because only four episodes. But honestly, I'm having a hard time thinking of a better Addison uh, scene other than anything with Bailey, uh, you know, yeah. um, the one I so, chose but, where she's trashed. Yeah. Oh gosh, queen. Uh, but what, what else were your thoughts on that? I, I did was, was my, was my rambling coherent enough? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think you were being, um, mildly well-spoken. 
you know, as Thank much you. as I can. I appreciate expect. that. <laughs> um, no, I think from I think an idiot, clear. from a <laughs> for, man. For you. <laughs> <laughs> you wait. Have you, <laughs> have you seen uh, the? You watch SNL, right? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Well, have you ever seen the Californians skit with like Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader and Fred Armisen? No. Oh, I'm so okay. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm have ruining. to send you the scene because you yeah. just said one of the they it make they make fun of California people, California folks, yeah. and Fred Armisen is always like, e- "What are you doing here?" <laughs> and it's just funny because the way you said "for you," and I was like, "Oh <laughs> fuck, I need to send this to you because it's so funny." Anyways, um, sorry. If you like the Californians, no, uh, message us on Instagram <laughs> at Grey's Academy Pod. Uh, yes, it is a nice scene, nice empathy, nice moment. Uh, the only reason we're talking like this now is because I know you won't remember a single word when the drugs wear off. Um, it's good. It's a good time. Uh, so then we get the nurse flagging down Alex. It's like, hey, this patient is like dying. And he's like, well, I'm not on the case anymore. And they're like, well, she's dying. And then he's like, well, shit, I'm actually going to be a good doctor. I'm just going to be a turd about it. Um, so then Addison is leaving Meredith's room and she's like, oh, such introspection. What a nice moment. And then Derek comes by and she's like, hey, could you just like not hurt her, please? Um, and then Alex runs up and is like, hey, are you trying to kill this lady? Because you are killing this lady. Um, so that's fun. So then they run away to do the emergency surgery. Um, she goes in. The woman is still being like, no. And she finally turns on her Addison badass mode and is like, listen, this is no longer an option. I am your doctor and I'm not going to sit here and let you die just because you are wrong. Um, so she kicks it into gear and tells that lady what's what. And so they yeah. obviously go to do the C-section. And and uh, Alex always goes into wild animal mode when he's going to call Addison out for some stupid shit. <laughs> and then he always about faces so quick when she's just a fucking boss ass bitch. Alex, you should understand that she's great by this point. Yeah. So just and don't also, be a dick. Like, you know that she's going to get to do. She's going to have a surgery and you want to do the surgery. So don't be a dick because you want in on the surgery and she's going to take you and she's going to teach you. So, like, just why? Oh, Alex, such a complex man. Um, so then we're back at the bar with Denny and Izzy. He's being rude, still accusing her. She yells at him. This is a very good moment for Izzy. She's like, I don't fucking care what you think of me because you abandoned your dying son. So, like, honestly, your opinion doesn't matter because you're a garbage parent. And he's like, oh, is that what he told you? Let me tell you the truth. Um, that's not what happened. And so then we cut back to the hospital. We've got Christina. Um, didn't know about Burke's hand. And so this is when she sees him have the tremor while he's trying to do the surgery. And he freaks out. This is when he freaks out about it and yells at her and is like, I didn't tell anybody because you need me to be fine. You Okay. There's not enough communication for you to make that accusation. This is what is pissing me off is you are blaming her for your secrecy and lies. That's not fair and it's not correct and it's not how relationships work. Um, and I love, we know I love Burke, but this is not the vibe. This is not okay. And I don't care for it. When he's like yells at her and he says, I'm, it's not fine. It's a good moment acting wise. Like Isaiah Washington does an incredible job in this whole scene. 
but she's like very taken aback when he's like, you only will love me if I can operate because this is who I am. And if I don't have this, I'm nothing. And it kind of goes from like, if I don't have this, you won't love me too. If I don't have this, I won't love me. And I think when it makes that transition, she is like, okay, how can I fix this? Quote unquote, like how, what can I do to like make him not feel this way? Yeah, he just needs to go to Kamartage because he is Doctor <laughs> yeah. Strange. Um, so the end of that scene, though, is very interesting because, you know, she she's like, look, let me hold this and you finish mm-hmm. the graft, right? Yep. And uh, when she says nobody nobody has to know. Nobody of course, has to know. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like, oh, shit, Hamilton. Hamilton is here. Here to stay. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. They basically devised this plan to lie to everyone about his hand. Um, which I wonder, is this necessary? Could he maybe just have some physical therapy and tell his doctor the truth? Who's to say? I don't know. Guess that wouldn't be very dramatic though. So they're not going to do it that way. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, any, any, what's your, well, well, We'll do that at the end. We'll do that at the end. What you think is going to happen. Wait, what were we going to ask? What are we going to ask? What's your prediction on his hand? What's going to happen? I think he's going to be fine. I think he's fine. I think it's all oh, going to work out. I think he is fine. I think he's current in his current state. He's fine. Grade A, <laughs> Preston Burke. Um, Ready to cut some hearts open. You know, uh, you know, I think in this exact moment, maybe he's not fine. There's a chance that he's not fine in this moment. <laughs> Slight chance. However, he's Preston Burke. He's Preston Burke, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's. Um, so then we get uh, Richard is like, hey, I hired Mark because it's good for the hospital. He's going to bring in money. I understand how you feel, but this is I had to do what I had to do. And he's like, OK, why did you leave Ellis? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just All go right, ahead Eric. and find these things that are unrelated. Uh, that's hilarious. Such um, a, and this was a really good scene, too. Yeah, this is a nice scene. Uh, it's annoying to me what it does ultimately. But uh, he says, I wouldn't have been able to make her happy. I would have been like living in guilt. I loved her enough to walk away. So basically what Derek was looking for was. So Addison has told Derek, don't hurt her again. Derek thinks in his mind, oh, I'm definitely going to hurt her again. So I need someone to tell me if that's okay. So then he goes to the chief and the chief is like, no, it's not okay. If you walk away now, you will be hurting her again, but less than if you walk away later. So then he thinks to himself, neat, someone, multiple other people have told me what to do. I no longer have to make my own decisions ever in my life. Yeah, and I also find that it's best to consult those who have cheated on their spouses. Uh, I find their wisdom. The person I cheated with. (laughs) I find their wisdom to be uh, spot on and very valuable. Yes, thank you. Uh, That like it's a good scene, but it's so flawed, so deeply flawed. You you were cheated on by your wife with your best friend. 
So in return, you moved across the country to fall in love with an intern who you told your wife you would leave for her to fix things, and then you cheated on her and then broke up with her while she cheated on you, essentially, with a man in a shower. So the natural thing to do is to consult a man who cheated on his wife with the mother of the woman who you had the affair with, uh... And she ended up leaving her husband for you. Then you decided not to. And now you're sleeping in a hotel because your wife called you out on it. That's the person that you need to seek wisdom from. Make it make sense, Shonda. <laughs> I don't very understand. Good of the first three seasons of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I'm very Thank proud you. of you. I'm paying favorite, attention. <laughs> it was my favorite run on sentence that's ever been said. <laughs> um, can this be, can we put this on Instagram? <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, it's just, wow. yeah, it is what it is. It's a good scene. I mean, you have to cut it for me. I'll put it on Instagram. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I, I forgot to do the job. Um, I'm not going to give you more work. You have enough work. Okay. Fair. I mean, you can do it if you choose to do it. I'm just not going to make you do it, which is uh, rare for me. Cause I often make you make you do things. <laughs> yes. But same vice yes. versa. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay. So then, uh, they're taking Meredith to surgery and she says to George, make sure I'm fully draped on the table. Too many people have seen me naked already, <laughs> which is delightful. And, uh, so then she's like, McSteamy, you who come over here. And he's like, Oh, is that what you call me? He goes, yeah, but you're not supposed to know that <laughs> again. Classic. We, we love, we love stoned Meredith. We're here for stoned Meredith every day. Classic um, morphine Mary, you know, <laughs> Maury Mary. Maury Mary. <laughs> um, Isn't that the uh, the shop at uh, by the Haunted Mansion? <laughs> so close. <laughs> what um, Maury Maury Moto? Maury Moto. Yeah, Maury Moto. Yeah. Uh, no, I like Maury no, Mary better. No, Maury, it's Maury Moto Asia. Memento oh, wait, but what's, Maury. Memento Maury. We got there. <laughs> you guys, Disney owns ABC. It's all relevant. Um, okay. <laughs> full circle this is not a rant this is not a show that, that does this bits is, or rants or banter this is not a tangent this is this is perfectly perfectly relevant all um, factual based morimoto <laughs> memento <Mori. laughs> okay <laughs> we're fucking stupid <laughs> mori um, mary in the house <laughs> uh okay so then i just have to make this note they cut to the scene where Addison get, delivers the baby and the woman's like, thank you so much. This baby is fucking huge. That baby is easily five months old. It like, oh, yeah. I, I understand why they have to do this when they film things. But like, if that baby was inside of a person, they would have had to schedule a C-section weeks before <laughs> they would have known. They would have known also, that baby was huge. The, 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 the thing with that, though is the scene was so quick. You could have gotten away with yeah. a fake baby. Just do a yeah. fake baby. Absolutely. Yeah, that baby was huge. And as someone and who was sitting there... that's a 100th percentile a, baby. a two-week-old baby in my lap, I was like, mm, questionable. Yeah. Um, so then Bailey has George do the part of the appendectomy that he had messed up in the first episode, which is a very good full-circle moment for George. You know, he gets it together. He doesn't kill Meredith. It's delightful. Um, Alex goes to Mark's surgery and he's like, where's my coffee? Because again, he's being a turd and I, that's, that's my bad. I forgot about that. Um, you know what? It's fine. It's Alex. Uh, it's not fine when it's Bailey. It's fine when it's Alex. That's kind of my stance Agreed. at this point. Yeah. Um, 
So he's like, oh, I was going to let you in on a real surgery. Um, excuse me. Addison does real surgeries, sir. And you know that. And you respect her. In theory. <laughs> or you're just obsessed with her. Yeah. So. Maybe he just wants um, to smush. He does. He does want to smush. Which I don't blame him. You know, it's Addison. No, Hello. not even a little bit. Yeah. Um. So. Then. Uh, Derek goes and talks to Finn. And this is actually my favorite scene in the whole, in the whole show. Scene, but it's kind of awkward to think about Meredith sitting around telling Finn all of Derek's hobbies and like personal stories. Like that's weird to me. Um, and then all this scene does is point out that the relationship between Derek and Meredith is terrible. And the relationship between Finn and Meredith is actually good. Yeah. Which then doesn't really match up with the way everything goes down, obviously. No. Um, but yeah, basically Finn's great and Derek sucks. And this episode is just a giant sign that says that that's a giant neon sign that says that. <laughs> so I that's fun. can, I know that we've gone off off on rants, but we've done pretty good at staying in order. I, I want to jump ahead a little bit because I really like this scene first off because it's like, oh my gosh, are they going to become best friends? Like they're about <laughs> to go fishing together. Um, and I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and I would also watch a show of them awkwardly fishing together. I would do <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, but, you know, because here, here's the thing, though. You, you see how really great of a guy Finn is. Just, mm-hmm. Like good, good guy Finn, right? And Derek breaks up with Meredith only for Meredith to then go, okay, it's clear. Derek has left me. So the clear thing to do is to be with, is to be with Derek. Right. It makes no sense. I will say it's been a long time since I've watched this episode. I remembered it as her breaking up with Finn and then Derek coming in and without knowing that she's breaking up with Finn breaks up with her. I did not remember it as being Derek breaks up oh. with her first and then because, and I think that's more of a trope where like they, they're like, I'm going to do this thing that I have to do to be with this person. And then the other person doesn't know about it. And they're like, it's fine. We don't need to be together. I think that's a thing that happens in movies and yeah. shows pretty regularly. Um, so in a way, I'm glad that that wasn't what happened. Uh, I just had remembered it that way because probably yeah. because it happens in a lot of other things. Um, but, but mad respect to Finn. For yeah. dropping the dagger when he's like, he's going to hurt you. And just I'm FYI, there. Uh, just like the Blink-182 song, uh, <laughs> when he's gone, I won't come back. Yeah, it is. Right? It's it's done. Respect. Is, it is. And again, the conversation with Finn, again, is another thing that Derek is going to use as someone another excuse for him to not be in this relationship. Ultimately, Derek is just doesn't want to commit to anybody. I don't know why he committed to Addison 12 years ago or whatever it was. It's just like, clearly you don't want to commit to not being shitty. You're like, Oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can promise to not be garbage. So I'm just going to not try like good job. Smart. Yeah. (laughs) So great. Genius. Um, (laughs) So then uh, back to Denny and Izzy, Denny's dad and Izzy, which who is also Denny. So I'm not wrong. Um, so basically they're like, oh, he was fine. He was fine. He was fine. And then one day he was just sick and we were going through it and we didn't like it. And so he just left because he didn't want us to watch him die, which I'm like a, a nice concept, but also terrible. So <laughs> not the best. Um, 
So I think that's the same then, scene where he's like, "Oh, I bet you have a lot of medical debt." Oh, and I'm like, "She no, don't want your Duquette money." That was money. an earlier one, yeah. And she, because obviously at the end of it, we we find out that you know Denny had mentioned before, "Oh, I'm well off." We don't ever get told how much money he's worth. So that's obviously the bomb at the end of the episode. But um, so he. Earlier in this, he's like, oh, did you just think Denny was going to pay for everything? Which, again, because you don't have the knowledge you have from the end of the episode, you're like, okay, like, he's basically implying she's a gold digger without saying it because we, the audience, and also Izzy, because she didn't know this man at all, um, didn't know that he was a millionaire. Um, So he does apologize for accusing her of being a gold digger after this scene. They basically both apologize because neither one of them knew the truth about the other. Um. And then he gives her an envelope and is like, this is from Denny. And we're like, oh, shit. What's it going to be? A message from beyond the grave. Um, <laughs> so then Callie goes to George in the locker room. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I have to go home. It's Izzy. And then they have a moment that I'm uh, very into. Uh, she's like, it's always Izzy. It's always Meredith. It's never me. Like what, literally, what are you even doing? Like, are we just messing around? Am I your girlfriend? Like, do you even know? Well, now you don't have to figure it out. Fuck off. And you know, good on her. Dumping his ass. <laughs> good on her. It's, she's finally had enough. Um, so she dumps him, which is fine. Uh, then we go see Sloan talking to the Sullivans and he, and Bailey comes in and he's like annoyed that she's there. He's like, this is not your patient, whatever from earlier in the episode. So he's annoyed that she's there, but um, she's there because she's a good doctor and a good person. So he is like, just so you know, even if everything goes perfectly and this heals perfectly, there's still going to be scars. Like <laughs> you lit your face on fire. I don't know. Like I'm not magic. And so they're kind of like not thrilled. I mean, they're not angry, but they're like, this is not, it wasn't the news they were expecting. Uh, and luckily, because Miranda Bailey is Miranda Bailey and she's the queen and a goddess and an angel, she's there and she knows exactly what to say. And she is very reassuring. And she gives them that moment. She's like, it's not about what you look like. You know that. I know that. That only can get you so far. It's about who you are and what you do. And you have a wife who loves you and you have coworkers who love you and you're going to get through this. And we all support you. It's a nice moment. Yeah, very because he completely speech. he completely shits the bed with his bedside manner. He just has, yes. he's garbage Which at it. Track tracks with what we've seen this episode, right? Yeah. He's basically, he's, he's Alex, he's current Alex in however many years, right? So you're like, oh, that's not surprising because we've seen Alex be a dick to people as well. However, we've also seen him be great with patients. So who knows? Character arcs, right? right? Crazy. Gross. Well, it's also, so, you know, here's the thing though, now that you say that, the last time we saw Mark, he was being a good guy to that kid with yeah. the, the the face. Right. So that, I think, is the reason that everything felt so off to me. Yeah. I don't know. I get being a dick to Derek. He's your best friend and you slept with his wife. <laughs> I, yeah. I get being a dick to Addison because she told you she left to be with Derek and she's like, well, that's why I left you blah, blah, blah. Right. That was something that I don't think we touched early on in the episode. So there's mixed signals and then, but we don't really understand why he's being a dick to everyone. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what happens next. Uh, but we'll see. 
We'll see. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll make a prediction on uh, Dr. <laughs> Mark McSteamy Sloan. Mark McDick McSteamy Sloan. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Meredith is with Finn. Derek comes in and Finn's like, I'm going to go get her some ice chips. So then Derek's like, cool, I'm going to break up with her. Um, <laughs> need. Yeah. Uh, uh, Izzy tells George that Denny left his parents a voicemail the day... He died before he died, after he got his heart, obviously before he died, um, but after he had the heart surgery uh, and she has to listen to it, but she couldn't do it alone, which is why she called George and was like, I need you to come here, which I like, listen, I'm on Callie's side, but like, that's a valid reason to need your best friend. Yeah. Um, but my thing is, again, communication, right? George, I, and I don't think George knew, but had he known and been like, hey. This is what's going on. I do think Kelly would have been like, yeah, that's that does seem legit. But whatever. well, it's it's also like I, I try to think back to even when Jessica and I were for first dating. I if if my best friends needed me, man or woman, right? Mm-hmm. I'm choosing them. They're my friends. And I'm a much better. I have higher emotional intelligence than the way George's character is written. So I could explain what's going through my thoughts. Exactly. But. I don't think he's wrong for the decision every time choosing Izzy and, and Meredith, but he doesn't have to be a moron 100% of the yeah, time. It's really just not that hard to tell people no. what's happening in your life. It's just not it difficult. Could, Cause even earlier on, he's like, well, she's, she's like, Oh, I just, I'm not good with feelings. And she's like, Oh, well, you could tell Izzy and Meredith your feelings. Yeah. That's, that's different. True. It's different. I don't know. Um, and so then we get, uh, the, everything that happens after this is going on simultaneously with the voiceover. No, not yet. Sorry. Just kidding. Uh, first we get Mark talking to Addison and she's like, I don't want you here. And then she turns to Alex and she's like, you're off my service. I don't fucking care, but you are going to miss me. So just so you know, I'm fucking great. And you're being a dumbass, which is true. Um, and then we get Izzy calling, into the message it's very emotional and so the rest of the episode which isn't much more but the rest of the episode happens simultaneously with the voiceover from denny which is emotional you know we haven't seen denny we love denny as an audience speaking for all of you people (laughs) we all love denny uh so if you don't get out of this podcast (laughs) but but do but do come back yeah yeah (laughs) Um, yeah. i'm just kidding that that was that was extreme (laughs) just kidding just kidding we love you thanks so much um no but it's you know voiceovers i think are well obviously they're used in every episode the beginning and end but it's it's very powerful this specific one obviously because denny's dead um so christina goes home and and she's like oh are you doing more chicken surgery and he's like no i'm just cooking for you because you're gonna help me lie and you know endanger people so that's great and Um, eventually kill so here's dinner for us um and then Callie and Marker at Joe's gets real flirty real fast. And oh, she's yeah. like, she's like, let's go to my hotel room. Which plot twist is right next to your hotel room. <laughs> the, the speedy escalation is, is happening at Joe's. Um, the one she thing does, I've she always. Asked him, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, okay, you, I was going to say you. she asked him to have sex. We do not see if he decides to go with her. Do you think he went with her? Yeah. 
yeah, it's Mark. And also, yeah. how could he not? Like, look at her. Yeah. The thing that I've always really loved about... I, I find confident people more attractive naturally, okay? I think mm-hmm. we all do, right? It's why I'm a 10, right? Um, get the irony there? Because the confidence, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, tracking. So... Um, she, since the second she came on the scene, has been very confident. She was upfront with George. She knew what she wanted. She said what she wanted. And she was living in the hospital. And she was like, this is what I'm doing. I got my shit mm-hmm. together. She was naked, topless, dropping her towel. She's always had that confidence. She and Mark, fuck. They're gonna smush. Yeah. And she was just like, hey, get that drink to go like we're in New Orleans because we're going back to my hotel room and we're going to we're going to bang like you had a bad day. I had a bad day. You're hot. I'm hot. It's a no brainer. Mark, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Respect. Respect. Um, so then uh, Meredith breaks up with Finn. Or Derek. And then. uh Finn leaves, and that is a series wrap on Finn. Never again. To oh, see that's him. it. He's done. So that's it. We're done. Bye, bye, Finn. Right. Bye, bye, forever. Um, and then George opens the envelope, and it's a casual eight point seven million dollar check for Izzy. Fucking, fucking shit. Where's my Denny Ducat? You know, like I looked I, at that, and that was that. No, I was going to say, um, I saw this week when the lottery, when they announced there had been a winner and the first, the first thing was there's a single ticket sold for the winning lottery numbers. And all it said was in Illinois. And I was like, did Jessica Carmen win the lottery? Cause I bet they'll give me a million dollars if they have, oh, yeah. if they have 400 million, I think they might give me 1 million. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fuck and it. And then it was like, this is where it was sold. And I was like, shit, that's not close to where they live. <laughs> And I was like, uh, yeah, shoot. <laughs> I, it's funny because I had like seven or eight people from work text me going, Hey, so, uh, what's up with this lottery ticket winner in Illinois? Is it you? And, uh, one of my, one of my buddies, uh, I was like, yeah, man. Um, how much you need for the wedding? 50, 60 K. I got you. Um, because he's getting married this, uh, this, uh, next year. Um, but obviously we didn't win. We're, we're, we're still poor. But it's Same. okay. But we also yeah. bought a lottery ticket. Uh, we bought four lottery tickets. We had zero numbers from the, <laughs> from the drawing. It makes how, no sense. That's how Wh- our lives work. We had zero how numbers. Do, how do these people even win? The, I don't get it. It's, I mean, that's, I why don't it get took, it. that's why it was so high because it was so many drawings where no one was winning. This is irrelevant. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, it doesn't it's matter. relevant because Denny's rich. Um, <laughs> this so, makes me re-come back and visit to double down that George and Izzy will have sex and he will impregnate her <laughs> and then he will live off of the $8.7 money because he's okay. a gold digger. What a prediction. Um, okay, throw, throw me out a mark prediction. Uh, okay, prediction number one. Mark and Callie had sex. That's prediction number one. Uh, I don't. I, I still don't think there's going to be a Mark and Derek fight. So I'm predicting there will never be a physical altercation between Mark and Derek. And literally uh, two episodes ago, you said that Derek was and Mark would get in a fist fight. <laughs> I don't remember that <laughs> being a prediction. 
You did I, predict it. I we, genuinely. We have audio recording of you <laughs> predicting it. I want not, you to know. I'm not making this up. Like I, uh, you, you said that. <laughs> anyone who's listened to the show more than just this one episode, I make up all of my predictions <laughs> on the spot. Um, I trust my gut and my gut tonight says they will never get into a fist fight. Maybe next week my gut will say they're going to fight right now. I don't know. I make it up as I go. I think I even said something about like they're riding with a horse and a a sword. What did Uh, I say? Yeah. um, You said that Thatcher and Weber were going to have a fist fight (laughs) and Ellis and no Ellis, no Ellis and Adele were going to have a fight and Richard was going to be there, but then Thatcher was going to ride it on a horse and save the day. Okay. I don't remember. I remember that very vaguely. Uh, Okay. Um, Okay. Real prediction, real prediction. Um, Addison is going to end up with Finn. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, Addison. Addison's gonna find love, but I don't. She's gotta find herself first. That's my prediction. Addison's gonna go through a nice self-reflection phase for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Um, what about? Do you have a prediction for the money? She's gonna start the Denny Duquette Heart Association, and she's gonna <laughs> donate it and. Uh, uh, she's or she's gonna donate it to charity. I think. I don't think she's gonna keep it. Who knows? Okay. She doesn't. She doesn't. Or she she donates it to her uh, trailer park town. Ah, trailer park town. Um. Uh. So what was the other prediction? Oh, Burke Sand. Still fine. Still fine. Cool. Currently, maybe not fine, but long term will be fine. Okay. Derek and Meredith, you already said they don't get married. Um. Did you say it was just gonna be a back and forth? Is that what? What's your prediction? It's probably going to be a back and forth. I just, yeah. here, here's the thing, guys. I, when I was watching Scrubs, I loved the back and forth, will they, won't they, J.D. Elliott thing, okay? When I watched Friends, I loved the Ross and Rachel, will they, won't they, back and forth thing. I didn't like Ross, but I liked He's the garbage. thing. He's garbage. Um, I just don't have any emotional investment into the will they, won't they, Derek Meredith thing. I just don't. It's not my favorite part of the show. It just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I'm trying to think of other, like, will they, won't they cliche TV characters. And this just ain't it for me. I'm happy for them either way. They both deserve happiness, but it's just, it, I don't care if it's with each other. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Is that harsh? Um, Is that like mean no. to say? No. I mean, it's not, you said you think they both deserve happiness, which, you know, I disagree with. <laughs> I'm just saying, kind of. Um, it's fine. So disclaimer: Kelsey believes all people deserve happiness. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, let's rate it. Okay, you go first. Uh, I'm gonna say four point two. So resident, nope, nope, fellow, uh, fellow, fellow point two. Uh, I really like this episode a lot. I think it gives us a lot of insight into characters. There's not like a lot of big patient things happening. I mean, someone's face is on fire, but they don't really like harp on the medical side of this very much. We really see a lot more of the, just the doctor stuff going on. I like the Izzy and Denny, like the backstory that we get there. Um, Again, my issues with the C-section storyline, I've, I've gone into a lot. Um, And uh, yeah, so I think, it's really good. I think it's, you know, setting, setting some stuff up with obviously Callie and Mark with Izzy now has millions of dollars. Um, 
Addison, Derek, Finn, Meredith, everybody, whatever, Christina and Burke, everybody's got shit coming down the pipe. So I think it's it's a good one. I like this one. Yeah, I I actually uh, was sitting at a fellow myself um, at the beginning of this this podcast, and I actually have crept up to uh, so I'm I'm at a four point one, a fellow point one, oh, so close. I know, yeah. So I I liked that you said four point two because I I couldn't go that much higher. I will say the shock factor of the guy exploding his face <laughs> with a cigarette that got me. The eight point seven million that got me. Um, a lot of really good dialogues. I just don't think it doesn't have uh the really just crazy wow factors of our, our couple we've had less than, I think we've had a total of three or four unanimous five, five yeah. uh, uh, chief or what was it? Chief or, uh, fellow chief Resident. is the less no attending attending. <laughs> we'll get it, it together goes, guys. <laughs> yeah. It, it, we're also going to add more. So we'll figure that out. So it's, it goes, uh, med student, intern, resident, fellow attending attending. Yeah. Yeah. So we've only had we only had a handful of of attendings. Um, this wasn't it. It wasn't on par with that. It was very good. It just wasn't a five. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, so uh, I think that's all we have to say for this one. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for following along. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod. You can also email us at Gray's Academy Pod at gmail dot com. Um, you can follow us at chaotically Kelsey and Carmen Gabriel official on Instagram. Um, if you could pretty please, uh, share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with just anybody. Um, and, uh, leave us a rating or a review. If you can, we really appreciate all the support again. If you're new and just finding us, thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed listening. And if you haven't listened to all of them, we hope you go back and listen to all of them. Uh, We're always open to suggestions. If you guys, if there's anything you want to hear, any bonus content, anything you think we should add or do differently, we're always open to to a conversation. Um, So, but thank you so much for listening and your support. Um, And remember, if you got a spoiler, don't (laughs) tell me. Don't just don't (laughs) keep it. Keep it to yourself. I was going to say, if you got a, if you got a spoiler, don't go and chase it. Don't chase it. Don't chase it. Um, We appreciate you all. Uh, Again, Rosie, have a great night. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate all your friends listening. Uh, Canada, Brazil, Malaysia, uh, Germany, Australia. We appreciate you. Obviously the United States, we appreciate you. You're, you're still the, the biggest bulk of our listenership, but all of you other countries out there really appreciate it. We can't do this without you. Please, Message us, email us. We want to hear your thoughts. And uh, we will see you all in the next one.